Good afternoon, Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media, and I'm here for this week's discussion of Five Minutes With. And this week, I'm speaking to Rick O'Connor, who is the Executive Director of the Risk Five Foundation. Good afternoon, Rick. How are you? I'm fantastic, Rich. Good afternoon. How are you wow, doing? Fantastic. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Um, well, one can only guess why you're fantastic, but I bet it has to do with last week's workshop, which I happened to attend out in Silicon Valley. Um, from what I saw, it was highly successful. There were lots of people there. There was lots of excitement. The vendors had lots of, an, of announcements. The ecosystem seems to be growing. Um, do you get the same read that I do? Uh, was it a success? Yeah, well, we we think so. Uh, it was our it was our seventh Risk Five workshop. Uh, was hosted by uh, by our, you know, one of the founding platinum members of the foundation, Western Digital. We were we were on the, the original Sandisk uh, campus there in Miltitas, and it was it was a great event. There was lots of energy, and by by any measure, if you if you're you know trying to measure growth. By just number of attendees, we had over 500 people. It was uh, our seventh, you know, sold-out workshop in a, in a row. We've we've got to grow and get bigger there, so that we can accommodate everybody who wants to come. The uh, the count members we have, you know, continue, the ecosystem continues to grow. We've got 100 plus members. You know, the the, the traction in the in industry and and growth of, of adoption has been nothing short of Staggering, really. And uh, in fact, on Tuesday, Martin Fink, uh, the CTO at Western Digital, delivered one of the keynotes for the workshop and, and announced that Western Digital would be converting all, they ship about a billion processors a year, as with a B, a billion processors a year in their uh, storage uh, platform devices across the, the family of devices. And they, he announced that they'd be converting over. Uh, all of those devices to RISC-V-based architectures. So that's, that's a pretty exciting uh, announcement and commitment, and it's just evidence of you know the the maturity, you know, not 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 there yet, but the, the ongoing uh, growth and, and strength of the ecosystem and adoption maturity for the ar- architecture overall for RISC-V. So I know it's not really fair to ask you to speak on their behalf, but I'll I'll do it anyway. Why would they want to convert to Risk Five? What is the advantage? I mean, they're they're already shipping a billion cores, so and they seem to be doing a pretty good job of it. Why convert to something that's potentially unknown? Yeah, I think the unknownness that part's sort of gone away, right? There's 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 enough water under the bridge that, and people have done plenty of experiments, and certainly they haven't done this without. You know, doing doing a lot of their own work. I mean, there are production devices out there across a number of different products uh, and, and a number of cores from a number of different vendors. So there's no shortage of existence proof that you can point to to suggest that yes, this is something that from a, from a technology standpoint, you know, that, that risk should be low. Uh, if you look, I don't know for sure, now, but if you would, you know, be able to peel back the curtain and, and look at Western Digital's product family, those billion cores are certainly not from a common processor architecture. I would hazard to guess that there's probably more than half a dozen, if not a dozen different processor architectures 
over the years that have gone into the various products that they currently have in production. And that in and of itself, you know, uh, is, is a daunting task, right, to maintain and, and evolve all of those lines. Um, now, clearly, they'll, they'll cover a whole variety of uh, perf- the performance spectrum. And one of the beauties of RISC-V is the flexibility and extensibility of the ISA, meaning you can have a very uh, tiny control processor um, just with the instructions you need uh, tailored for that application right through to you know, high-end server class, uh, vector-based machine uh, for artificial intelligence or, you know, data mining, different kinds of applications right through the high end and, and, and make use of one common uh, ISA under the RISC-V umbrella. That sounds pretty exciting. So, but let's be fair. With any new technology, there are trade-offs. What are the trade-offs that you'd have to incur with RISC-V? Well, I mean, yeah, any, adopting anything new uh, is going to, you know, require that you uh, that you digest that technology in, into your design flow. So there's there's no question about that. Um, but you know, what's interesting is for the most part, uh, you know, the, the, this is this is applying the fundamentals behind risk based processor designs, right? And, and I think, as you know, the, the V is Roman numeral five, as in fifth generation of risk platform research at UC Berkeley. So it's, we're not, you know, we're not, the industry is not looking at a, a radical new uh, processor architecture from an ISA standpoint. Certainly the modularity and extensibility is new. So then it's a question of, you know, do you have your favorite OS that you want to use, you know, an RTOS or whatever, has that been ported? Are, you know, GCC and LLVM tool chains mature? Do you have the debugging and trace and bring up tools that you want to use or that you're used to using? You know, are those being um, made available and and supporting the architecture? And in in all of those cases, there's significant progress uh, that's been made and, and upstreamed uh, patches and releases into, into the upstream sources for those projects. Uh, so it's, it's a question of, I guess, when you, the, the biggest uh, trade-off is when you make the decision to move it from, a, you know, can we, uh, can we take it beyond exploring and then move it into, yes, this is a product, we can com- commit a product development around this now. And, and clearly, you know, with the Western Digital announcement, they've, they've seen enough signposts and enough evidence in the ecosystem to convince themselves that they can make that decision. Okay, so talking about the ecosystem, are there enough tools in place today, or is is is, is there still is there something that has to happen before full fledged development can take place? Oh no, I, there's absolutely enough tools in the ecosystem today. There are there are risk five based systems in in production shipping today. Right? We at previous workshops we've announced them. Now they've been, you know. Uh, you know, handheld cameras, little, like smaller, completely self-contained products, right? Where a RISC-V processor might have replaced uh, an in-house custom processor design, right? So that company then is responsible for the whole development environment, right? The tool chain and everything. Now what we're starting to see 
So, so that's absolutely a, a valid, you know, path to production. But now what we're starting to see is companies like uh, Ultrasock and Lauterbach and Seeger, you know, some of the traditional bring up and, and debug tool guys, um, you know, support RISC-V architecture. And that was announced uh, you know, earlier, but there were some presentations at the workshop last week along those lines as well. So th- these are you know, production tools um, for, for your development environment. So what's next? What is the next big announcement? Obviously, you're not going to make a big announcement, but what kinds of things <laughs> will we see in the, in the next round of, of announcements? Uh, well, the um, one of our members, uh, a young company with uh, you know some pretty significant pedigree of guys at the helm, Esperanto Technologies. I get asked a lot about, hey, it looks like RISC-V is just going to be an embedded control processor kind of play. That's that's where that's the niche. It's an IoT thing, um, and. You know, there's a there's a, quite a quite a number of interesting um, server scale efforts underway, and the uh, the Esperanto Technologies guys made an announcement at the workshop. Uh, not specific product details, but more of an architectural announcement that that's exactly the uh, the focus space that, that they're on. And it, it I mean, it really shows the, 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 the from the get go. The set of specifications for RISC V, the extensibility uh, through the through the standard extensions, is such that it covers the waterfront. Right, uh, one single instruction set architecture for all computing devices, right from deeply embedded to very high end server class machines and and high performance computing. And so, the embedded stuff's already happened, and we're just starting to see the tip of some of the early high end computing stuff coming out, coming out. Very interesting. And there'll be more. And there'll be more to come. That's great. I'm afraid we've used up our five minutes, but um, it seems like there's a fairly bright future here. We think so. And um, you know, it's the it's an open platform, and you know, we invite all all comers to participate. We have a very very active active technical committee and marketing committee in the foundation, and um, it's 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 been pretty exciting to say the least. Very good. Well, thank you very much, Rick. I appreciate your time. That was Rick O'Connor. He is Executive Director of the RISC-V Foundation, and I'm Rich Ness. Thanks, Rick. Have a great day. Thank you, Rich. Thanks for having me.